Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode of Pip Panther Rants, another sportsman's podcast, is brought to you by the Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Check them out on www.sportsdrink.org or check out their Instagram at, at sportsdrink. It's sportsdrink without the vowels. Just remove them and be done with it. All right, guys. Welcome to another Pit Panther Rants, another sportsman's podcast brought to you by Walt Harris, sponsored by the sportsdrink. Well, we had a bye week this past week, and, and Pitt sits at 4-2. and two. So we're three games away from... Or three wins. Magic number is three for seven wins. You know, so we can do our usual seven to five type of thing. And I did see that uh, Jaden Bradley is uh, moving on. He's going to the transfer portal. Based on some posts that, that I've seen, he, um, maybe there were some issues there. I don't know. But Pat is all about the we, not me type of thing and, you know, whatever. I mean, if it didn't, you know, I'm not sure what's going on there, but I guess uh, he did contribute at times, but he also hurt us at times. But whatever it is, he's, you know, best of luck to him wherever he goes. You know, hopefully he finds a better, just, you know, at the end of the day, whatever happened to Pitt just didn't work out. Hopefully wherever he goes next works out. But he is going to finish his classes and state a semester. Good for him, you know, finish out the academic year and, you know, get those credits. But uh, we'll get watching the, you know, the, uh, listening to the VT uh, Virginia Tech game. I missed part of the first half because I was doing stuff with my kids. And, you know, when Pat Bostick and some and Bill Hillgrove are very concerned in the booth, you know, there's some issues. I mean, they they said this team needed a spark and they needed it from somewhere, whether it's from the sidelines, people cheering them on. They, they needed something. It was just, I guess they felt there was a lack of emotion. Pitt did get a spark as Izzy. Went to the Hizzy several times. Actually, Izzy went to the house six times and broke Tony Dorsett's rushing record, single game rushing record. I wasn't really too sure about that, you know, how to feel about that because I just felt that Tony did Tony ran, you know, Tony did his record against Notre Dame, and you know, Notre Dame obviously was still you know a very prominent program at that time, very prominent. They're not as prominent now as they like to be. Whereas Izzy was rushing against Virginia Tech. And I just wasn't too sure about him breaking the record against a, a, a shitty Hokies team. 
But um, if you don't give him the ball, well, who else? You gonna, who else? Who else are you going to give it to? Because the passing game just isn't that isn't great at all, and Izzy's basically our only playmaker on offense for the most part. I mean, Gavin Mar- <coughs> Gavin Bartholomew. He he makes appearance here and there when they throw the ball to him. He he makes his cameo when they throw the ball to him. But uh, there's no there hasn't really been anything. Nothing's really happened on offense. I'm laughing here because I'm, Twitter just popped up and I guess you know the Barry Barry, Barry McConkiner account I guess just replied to Elon Musk saying Elon you're you're a class personified. My wife's boyfriend drives a Tesla. And she's super excited about you buying a Twitter owning the lips. <laughs> and, so, and of course, his reply was saying, from another guy saying, my wife's boyfriend lets me stay up late, only for Broncos games. <laughs> <clears throat> but looking at Pitt's season in review so far, uh, there's it's it's been weird. I mean, they took Tennessee to overtime with, a one-legged quarterback who throws like Kent Colby. <clears throat> Somehow they lost that game. Well, we all know why they lost the game, so let's knock into that. And they lost to Virginia. They lost to Georgia Tech. That's pretty much Pitt in a nutshell. That's, that's actually always Pitt. We win a big game and we lose a team to a team that's you know we always we always have that at least once that once what the fuck game you know. But for you know, looking at the team itself, I mean, Izzy's been pretty much the consistent bright spot. Ronnie Hammond is still hurt, and I'm not sure if he even comes back this year. I mean, he's on the depth chart, but who knows? But I mean, I thought the you know the running game obviously has not isn't much of a concern now. Uh, the passing game is. I mean, from the quarterback to the offensive line and to the receivers. Uh, the receivers, this was supposed to be one of the most talented positions we've had. And it's been a disappointment. You know, it's just um, the drops are there, not getting open. And the quarterback, obviously, his internal clock, I don't know what happened, but he was showing confidence in Tennessee when, when we played. And then, after he got hurt, it seems like whatever happened, it got reset. It, you know, it's like somebody hit the reset button on him. And we're back to what he was starting the season. I mean, he he started throwing down Phil against Virginia Tech, and he did it when he should have been checking down. We you know we saw that late in the game where that happened. But I'm, I'm not sure what to make of him right now. And the way things are going, I'm not sure if we, you know, I don't think we win our division this year. Although on paper, we, on paper we're, we're, we're more than able to win this division, but I just don't see it happening. So what can we expect in the second half? Well, in the second half... Of the season, we may have to. Things may need to happen for us to set to set us up for next season for success. 
We need something to emerge from the offense besides the running game. We need somebody to emerge at the receiver position. Not just tight end, but wide receiver. And that's pretty much what needs to happen there. You know, we need we need good things to happen to get us the momentum for next season. Defensively, we've been good for the most part. I mean, we've had we it's it has been we haven't been consistent due to we've allowed some big plays, not just so much in the past, but in the running game as well. It also doesn't help when you're when you're off when you're when your defense is on the field a lot because the offense is just has been great. I mean, I had pit covering, which I think they they did cover that fourteen and a half, I believe. It went over because I figured they would, Tech would do something. It's just uh, Tech has been struggling struggling on offense, but they seem to you know hit a mark there. Let's not forget we spotted them some some points due to that uh, that you know that the you know the, the muff punt. You know the special teams for the most part have been disappointing. I mean we've. In terms of punting, we've you know we spotted teams' points. You know, you know West Virginia we had the block punt, and then we had this muff, and the the field goal kicking game pretty much cost us the the win against Tennessee. I hate to say it, but it did. You know, you, you got you got to make your field goals. I mean, that's just the, that's just the reality of it. I mean, it wasn't entirely on him, but. If we're pointing out there, if we're pointing out there to kick, we're expecting them to make, to, to make it, get the threes. Those were critical field goals to make, and he did not make them. So yeah, special teams for the most part, yeah. At least in terms of punting and field goal, have been disappointing. So there's really, there ha, you know, there's been some few bright spots, but just, I, I just feel like the. There hasn't been enough to overcome the bad the bad ones. Now, as we look at the rest of the schedule, they got Louisville, Scott Satterfield. It's you know it's at Louisville that you know Scott Satterfield is playing for his job. It's at Louisville. They just beat a bad Virginia team, and I'm not sure what kind of team we're going to get here. You know, they are going to score. They, they, you know, they've scored 30 plus points their last two games, so they're going to come in with a purpose. Obviously, I mean, as we look at the uh, team stats. I mean, they had over two yards on the ground. Two single passing. Oh, look at this. What happened? Let's see. Mikel Cunningham didn't play. Brock Doman played. And he was... He did pretty well, actually. Um, but he's a dual-threat quarterback. So, let's see here. What happened to... What happened to um 
Is he hurt still? Oh, he left with an injury, it looks like. So Malik Cunningham should be back this week. But uh, if he's not ready, then I keep seeing McKel- I don't know how why I keep getting their, their names mixed up, but whatever. Oh, nobody, nobody listens to this thing anyways. So who cares? Uh, let's see here. He had concussion-like symptoms from the Virginia game, I guess, uh, from, you know, the game before the Boston College game, so yeah, I mean it's more the same dual threat quarterback. It was same song and dance. I'm not sure, but I'm not sure how this how this turns out. It just depends on what um, what we're getting, you know, what we're going to see. Defensively, we know what we're going to see from Pitt. Offensively, it's another story. I'm not sure what we're going to get. But uh, UVA couldn't run the ball or let alone throw it. Well, wait a second. Yeah, they, they, Jesus, they really didn't run at all. Let's see. Rushing TD. No, they had, they had six rushing yards. So I'm guessing that's a bad, you know, a bad example. Boston College did, fared a little better this time. That's cool. They lost to South Florida. 41-3. Oh, wait, they beat South Florida. I'm sorry. I can't read. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to get with Louisville. Either way, I think this is going to be a tough game, and I had this pinned as one of the teams we, we may lose to when I did my pit preview. And we, that's still maybe the possibility. I mean, the way things are, the way with the offense, you know, Carter Warren's out with an injury. He's out for the year. I'm not sure what to expect in this game. And what's the line for this game? If we're thinking about that. And as we go, we look. Let's see schedule for this week. Let's go ACC. Nope, orange scores, damn it. Louisville minus one and a half, which is probably the right thing to do. Over under 54. Oof. It's un- <coughs> it's basically a pick 'em. Ah, I probably I don't know. if I do a podcast later this week, I'm probably gonna go with Pitt. Yeah, because not, to, not sure what to make of Louisville right now. But yeah, I'm probably going to go with Pitt. But if I do a podcast later this week where I do my picks, probably so. And of course, uh, going back to what's been happening, USC lost the other night against Utah. That was pretty awesome. I won't, I'll admit it. It was great watching USC go down. Misery loves company. And sure enough, they can have some of our misery. Jordan, uh, on the flip side, Jordan Aston was hurt. He got hurt during the game, late in the game, actually. In fact, there hasn't been much release on him yet about his injury. Um, 
They say he was seriously injured. I mean, he was on crutches, I remember. But not much has been said about his injury, like what his updated status is. I'm, so I'm curious about this. Let's see here. Yeah, nothing's really been talked about if he's out or not, but I'm sure we'll we'll hear later this week if he is. But if he's out, if he's hurt, say for a couple of weeks, does he come? Does he even come back to USC at that point? I mean, if you have a pro career on the balance, you know, or or on the horizon, I should say, do you want to come back and play? I'm sure he may have to because, well, he doesn't really have to. But, uh, you know, USC did pay him some money. And he does, you know, he's very close with his friend at, quarter, you know, at quarterback, their buddies, Caleb, you know, Caleb Williams. But, uh, you also have to make business business decisions. So, you got to separate the friendships from the business. Because if Jordan gets hurt again, say if his career goes on the shitter, is his friend going to really care about that? Because his friend has a, has a pro career. He, 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 doesn't have a, he may have a pro career on the horizon. Is he really you know, going to be that concerned as well? You know, you gotta, that's some things you got to think about when you're doing these things. But if he's out in a few weeks, I just don't see him coming back. The only reason I can see him coming back is if maybe a uh, playoff spot is, on, is, 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 you know, is still up for grabs. You know, they lost. Weird things can happen in the college football playoff thing. And, you know, he he could come back if, you know, possibility. Or he may be back next week. It depends. It just depends on how severe this injury is. But, uh, you know, if he, if he decided to opt out, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you're supposed to be a first-round pick, and if you why, why risk another injury? And I know people get mad when these guys opt out and stuff like that, but you know, people in the media and people on Twitter always say get people get get pissed off when these guys opt out of bowl games or you know whatever. But at the end of the day, it's not their career; it's not their paycheck or potential paycheck. So your opinion, your opinion of whether or not they're playing or not doesn't really matter. To, doesn't really matter at all. But uh, as far as the rest of the weekend goes, we saw Penn State lose to Michigan. I liked Penn State with the plus seven, and it was looking good. But their um, they're off their defensive line is too small, and Michigan eventually exposed it with their running game. I, th- I mean, I thought Penn State could rally their quarterback, and it looked like they did at one point. I mean, they I think yeah they were leading. And, I mean, but unfortunately, when you can run the ball, you don't have to do anything else. You really don't have to do much of anything else. And that's pretty much what happened. Penn State was moving the ball at one point, and I think they were down 24-17, and they had a first down call back due to a whole uh, offensive pass interference. 
and it just like and after and they turned the ball over on downs, and then Michigan ran for a touchdown. It just knocked the wind out of their sails. But uh, you know, I I mean I did like Penn, I thought Penn State would give them some give them some trouble. They did early, but Michigan eventually wore them down. And of course, James Franklin made an Aaron Donald quote because he said everybody wants to be Aaron Donald, but they can't, and that's pretty much the truth. But uh, you know. At the end of the day, James recruited that. They recruited those players, and that's and they're there. So he can't be too mad about that. We also saw Tennessee knock off Bama. This is obviously going to be Tennessee's year, and as much as as much as I hate how the fans acted after that being pit, this is going to be their year, and I'm and I'm sure they've suffered enough. So I'm going to stop worrying about them losing because I think. They're doing just you know they're you know they've suffered enough I guess in terms of being tennis you know Tennessee fans. Now obviously in Pittsburgh there for the Steelers there's a QB controversy it seems. Well maybe not I mean Cam Pickett got hurt. He um, concussion looks like Mitch Trubisky came in and stepped up and helped you know. Got the Steelers on a touchdown drive, and they, you know, they obviously won the game. But he looked supposedly looked pretty good, and people are saying, "Wonder if I, you know, they pulled the plug on Mitch." Supposedly, Mitch came in with some sort of uh, he was playing out of he wanted to be aggressive. And the thing is, with Mitch is he should have probably had this mindset from when he started in Week One in Pittsburgh. You're like a you're a first round draft pick who who was booted in Chicago, was a backup in Buffalo. People pretty much have labeled you as a first round bust for the most part. Steelers bring you in, but they draft somebody in the first round behind you. So you should have been this whole coming in with a, an aggressive mindset or whatever. You probably should have had it from the get-go. You, sh- you know, because in this in this league or even college, there. I mean, especially in college, if they sign you in college, then it doesn't mean they're going to stop recruiting people like you. They're going to they're going to keep signing people like you, if not better than you. And that's why. That's why you work hard and you you get out there and you play. Mitch, you know, I'm not sure what happened with Mitch here. But if you, but if he was passive the whole time, then that's a problem. But if he comes with that with that attitude as a backup, set for for say if our star goes down, then sure. But I mean, Steers were moving the ball a bit with Kenny, and he seems to give him a better, just a better, better chance. Although it hasn't really reflected in the win column too much, and they haven't scored that many touchdowns. And people are saying that Najee's hurt, his foot's hurt. If that's the case, that if Najee's hurt, then maybe sit him, because he hasn't really been contributing a whole lot, being hurt. There's plenty of guys that do get hurt, and they play anyway, and they actually contribute, and he really hasn't. But these receivers also have been this league long enough, Deontay and Chase, that they need to start making plays as well. 
Now, the talk of Tallman, I guess, firing Mike Tallman or departing with him. You know, Cowher had his losing years, too, and they were a mess. And I think at one, at one point he was going to resign, and they ended up getting rid of Tom Donahoe instead. And it really doesn't matter what our opinion is. If the Rooneys are sticking with Tallman, they're sticking with him. That's their decision. But I do believe after all this time, you do give Mike Tomlin the opportunity to, to rebuild. Because Cowher was handed some really good players when Noel left. He had some good seasons. Um, should have went to at least two Super Bowls. If not three. Uh, let's see, the 90, that 94 season where they choked against the Chargers. That team was dangerous and loaded. They should have went, didn't, and they didn't. 95, they almost didn't go to the Super Bowl. They went, but they almost didn't. They played a really crappy Colts team that gave them a hard time. And they needed some big plays in the end to do it. And then the 97 season, they lost to Denver. It was a rematch. Because Steers beat them earlier that week. And some of the, there was some, you know, that was a game where Cordell just made some really, really bad decisions. One of them was an interception at the goal line where all the Steers really had to do was run it in. And for some reason, he tried to do some sort of jump pass to Mark Bruner. And, and I guess the Denver picked them off. I mean, he just wasn't himself. And, of course, that loss set the tone for the next two seasons with Cordell because he he, he did nothing but struggle. I mean, I think, well, the 98, the 98 team, they were like, I think they were 7-4 or whatnot. That loss on Thanksgiving derailed the entire rest of the season. It was, it just, it was a mess. You know, that was a, that was a game where Cordell was crying on the sidelines. And then eventually, they 2001, they woke up. 2002, they, you know, Cordell struggled. They put Tommy Maddox in, and somehow they went 10-5-1. And then 2003, things were falling apart then. They were 6-10. and 10 And some moves were made, I believe. I remember he made some changes in the staff, and they drafted Ben Roethlisberger, who was the third string at the time. And you know, th- things were on its merry way ever. Si- things were great ever si- ever since then. I mean, the, you know, they did win the Super Bowl, and then the year after they missed it. Well, Ben was hurt for for part because he was riding. You know, he was riding a motorcycle without a helmet and spiked himself off a car. But uh, you know, Tomlin deserves to make you know to write the ship. Given that you, you give that opportunity to write it. Now, they played the, uh, the Bucks, and I'm not sure what's happening with Tom Brady, but I can say for somebody who's went through a divorce separation, um, it's going it's to take, take your toll on you mentally. You know, it's not a fun thing. You know, your, you know, your work, the stuff you do, I mean, professionally, it's going to take its toll on you as well 
I mean, because you're dealing, when you're going through that type of thing, you're dealing with a lot of emotions and a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, and, and after when it's over, it's going to be, you're still going to be dealing with some things. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be a daily struggle. And you have to worry about whatever, 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 you know, battles you can win. Stuff that you know that you can do, you focus on those. You do the best you can with the other stuff, but but you focus on things that you can that you can handle. Because there's some things you, you'll, no matter what, you'll never be able to handle, or you know, at least you know, mentally for the most part, and emotionally. But but if you got kids, you focus on the kids. You know, you focus on them and their well-beings because that's what matters the most. But as we close this out, we'll talk some pit hoops. Dior Johnson was, I guess, uh, he's in suspended indefinitely. I guess the report came out. I guess there was some. It's weird how that happened because it happened a month earlier. He was barely on campus, and the guy's been basically been tweeting like nothing's, you know, like nothing happened. I think the night, I think the night or two before he got charged officially charged he was tweeting about russell wilson and the broncos he was clowning russell wilson on twitter i mean the guy was going along like nothing happened like like you know i mean i, I read the, i read the what happened the charges and and uh i don't know I mean, he. I guess he went. He's been through several high schools. I read and a whole bunch of other stuff. And if you watch, I've watched some of him in practice, and he looks very talented. He looks like a very talented player. I can see why Pitt took a took a shot at him. But uh, it obviously, I mean, if if everything holds up the way it is, it may just be be another L. But Pitt supposedly is doing well recruiting for his next class. So I don't think you know people. You know. You know, let's be, let's be honest. Jeff Cable isn't losing his job anytime soon. So, but anyways, guys, I'm done here. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cuddle pit. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.